guys, welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. This is episode 111. Today we're going to be talking about the NBA Conference Finals and whether Jimmy Butler should have taken that three-pointer to give the Heat the lead and possibly the win and send them to the NBA Finals. And then we're going to talk about the NBA Finals, give you guys our full breakdown and predictions for the NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. It's an action-packed episode, Vincent's last episode in Maryland. We're going to make it a good one. Here we go. What is going on, you guys? How y'all doing today? I'm doing, doing good, right bro. How about you? Doing well, doing well. Um, the the last play- podcast in the, yes, the, last the same podcast. time zone. Time zone. We're all in the same time zone. Um, but, yeah, the NBA Finals are under are about to start on Thursday night. We have the Boston Celtics taking on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, a lot of people saw the Warriors going in. Not that many people saw the Boston Celtics as the number one seed. Um, going all the way to the finals, we thought the East was much deeper. But here we are at last. We got the um, eight and seven games. And. Um, before we jump into predictions, um, it's like I need to gauge my eyes out when I watch you guys on offense sometimes. Some of the shots you take, awful. Um, the fact that Jimmy Butler dropped 47 points in game six. And then that one shot that he had in game seven, all the – oh, he shouldn't have taken that shot. He shouldn't have taken that shot. Bro, I'm telling you right now, any other shot they they taken, they're missing it, bro. Miami is not like that. They were so lucky to go on that fluke 11-0 run to close out the game. Um, all the fans really need is to look in the mirror sometimes and be like, oh, maybe your team's not that good because they just bury our basketball. Um, I think Boston was good because it shows that the team that you build from the ground up eventually can take you places. It's like a, it's a matchup between two front offices, two great front offices um, in the Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors. Some of the best player development in the league. I'm looking forward to it. Um, before I get jump on my predictions, though, Trey, uh, your thoughts on the uh, Miami Heat? And Boston Celtics series. It was a good series. It was a good one second. It was a good series. Um I honestly did not expect it to go to seven. Particularly because I don't believe in the offensive ability of the Miami Heat. They have like these moments in time where they just can't really score. Um the offense just kinda of stagnates. And without Jimmy Butler putting up forty seven a game, I honestly don't think they would have won any single it might have been a Honestly, might have been a sweep. Bam looked too passive on the offense. Um, and your third best player was Max Struess. And, uh, so, like, I don't know what you want to – you wouldn't want to do with that. You're not beating a team led by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, along with three other plus defenders on that team. When Max Struess is your third best player. So, I don't believe – I, I also don't agree with the shot that Jimmy took in game seven. I mean, dude was hot. He was cooking. And he had Horford on a he had Horford on him. He could have easily taken him off the off the dribble and gone straight to the basket for a layup and tied the game. 
But he, I mean, he had the momentum, like he said. So it's not a terrible shot, but it's still not the best shot. I really think it could have went to overtime. But other than that, Celtics were pretty better team. I really just think the wins they had were like Jimmy putting the team on his back. Yeah, I don't. Know. I I think I I I was fine with the shot, honestly. Um, it was definitely a really weird series. Obviously, all those blowouts in the first five games. And then you had uh, Jimmy Butler going crazy for 47 in game six. Um, I think he was the only reason pretty much outside of some bailout Kyle Lowry shots and some bailout um, Max Drew shots. They were even there um, in that position. So I give him whatever I gave him all the leeway to take whatever shot he wanted. I feel like they had the momentum and he realized that there's no way we're getting we're beating the Celtics in overtime with how tired he probably was playing forty eight minutes and the rest of the team was um playing extended minutes because um, they couldn't really um use their depth because um, obviously Tyler Hero injured. Um he couldn't give them anything in game seven. They did not have many options because Duncan was just getting killed defensively every single time they put him in. So he, you couldn't even play him. He was unplayable. Um, they really didn't um, care about PJ Tucker shooting, and um, they were guarding the corners pretty well um, the last two games. So he was basically a, a non-option on offense. So I think Jimmy Butler just realized this is our chance to kind of just steal this game and I'm going to take this shot. He was pretty open. Yes, he could have taken Al Horford off the dribble, but as we saw throughout the series, Horford was a menace um, defending the rim. And um, he had a few blocks earlier that game. He blocked the Max Juice dunk. And obviously um, in game, I think game four, he was just blocking everything. He had four blocks that game. So I don't, like, I can't really... um, I can't really hold him that accountable for that shot. I think um, if he had made it, I mean, it would have been crazy. Like, it would have been, like, one of those historic shots because they had, like, all the momentum all of a sudden. It's, I feel like – It would have been even Kawhi, though, Kawhi Raptors top of – Exactly. Kawhi Raptors, uh, Steph, Defender, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, like, it would have been crazy. And the whole, the roof would have blown off the place. Um, but I mean, you you miss some, you make some, and he missed it short. Obviously, tired legs. Um, maybe he was just like, yeah, like I, I'm I'm so gassed right now. I can't really get to the rim as well as I really uh, as as well as it can earlier in the game. So like, I can't really I can't really hate on him for that shot. I thought. Um, since he really was the reason they were there and he had had a pretty like historic playoff run. Um, he deserved to take that shot. So I can't really hate on him, but uh, yeah, like the heat were just, they were overmatched. Celtics were clearly the better team. I think we saw that the first two games, even though it was tied one, one Celtics had won seven out of eight of the quarters. And, um, they just looked like they were better. They had more talent. They had more offensive options. The Heat were really just holding on to Jimmy Butler and then a bunch of bailouts from other players. Bam was not aggressive enough on a consistent basis. And, um, yeah, they just looked outmatched, and the better team won. Yeah, pretty much. I just wish Tyler Hero came back for at least one game. Um, I, I honestly don't know what happened. 
At first, I I thought he was coming back. Bit confusing to me. Um, when Bam, he if he showed up like a second option, like a second option, up, Miami would have won the series. But I mean, it, it seemed like times he was there to even go to the rim. Like, he wasn't even looking at the rim half the time in game, especially in game six. I don't even. He had two decent games. Other than that, I mean, Bam had a miserable series, uh, and I think. Because this heat, I feel like they're stag- they're stagnating right now. Where they're very close to the finals. I mean, they were literally uh, three away from getting to the finals. I think if they just get an upgrade over Bam, position, the Miami Heat will be going to the playoffs or going to the finals uh, more often than not. I think they need to address their guard situation more than the big man situation because they don't have any pop. And I don't think, like, other than what we saw in the bubble, Tyler Hero in the playoffs, he gets exposed, especially on defense. So you can't play him heavy minutes against great teams. And I think we saw that earlier this series. And um, I think if you get physical with him, like, physical enough with him, you can kind of take him off his rhythm. And he really did not play up to the six-man-of-the-year standards in the playoffs. So I think you need to package him and a few draft picks, maybe Duncan Robinson, Robinson for Duncan salary Robinson, purposes. One of the worst contracts in, in in the NBA right now. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't even play him. I played more minutes than him this entire playoff run. What is he? I just don't understand. You're paying somebody, what, $1 million a year to sit on the bench? Um, yeah. Maybe. That's what happens when you can't play defense, when you're, like, literally a liability. That's what happens when you get hot in the bubble, man. That's why the bubble sloop. But anyway, oh um, another per- I know this person I got shout out is Udonis Haslam, bro. Okay, uh, Draymond Green goes on. We all know how outspoken Draymond Green is, bro. He will talk. He doesn't care. He said we're gonna play Boston because at the time Boston was destroying them. I think it was after Game Five in Miami where Boston won by like twenty five or something. Um, Udonis says after Game Six when Jimmy drops forty seven, Udonis of course didn't play at all. Says. Draymond, you broke the code. You broke the code, bro. It's not that deep, man. And why are you talking like he broke the code like you guys won the series? Y'all have still have one more game left. Exactly. I don't understand, like, why. If you could have just waited one more game, bro. If they won that game, then I would start talking crazy. But before that, bro, you won one. You won a game six that you needed to win to stay alive. You're acting like the team needed motivation, like the, the season's on the line. What other motivation do you need? Um, but, yeah, Udonis Haslam was talking crazy. And... I think Udon is talking and talking about we broke the code, gave Boston the motivation in game seven to close it out. Because, I mean, I don't know. It's just. I don't know where this code came from all of a sudden. There's been so much talk about code this playoffs. Like, I've never heard of it in my life. Well, he'd been in the league for a long time, so I guess he knows better. (laughs) But yeah, Udonis has them. He was talking crazy, and then Miami out. But yeah. yeah, moving on. To the NBA Finals, we got the Golden State Warriors. We all know six finals in eight years. Um, they have pretty much revamped the squad after KD left. You have a new core, a new young core. Who knows? Maybe they'll be back to the finals next year and the year after that. Um, but this is the year where Steph Curry can get finally get his Finals MVP, his record in the Finals <clears throat> three and two. 
um, losing once to the Cavs and once to the Raptors. Will Steph Curry pull it off this finals? I don't know. Um, it's a hard one, but I think ultimately the Celtics, the big more, the physical team that can switch easily. Marcus Smart has always given Steph problems. I think the Celtics team is going to pull it off. And um, listen, the number what the Celtics were coming into the playoffs as the number one seed. I feel like I picked against them every every single series. I picked them again. I picked against them in against Brooklyn. I picked picked against them against um, the Bucks, and I picked them against them for Miami series. But this time, I think the Celtics are going to push the Warriors. Um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are going to be the new Stephen Clay. No, I'm joking. Um, Tatum and Brown, I think, can match the scoring ability of three of the Warriors. Um, Clay, we all know Clay's a great shooter, but let's be honest here. He literally has one game in the series where he pops off. It's like the closeout game. He goes off for 30. The rest of the series, I mean, Clay's, he, he, he's there. He's there. I'll say that. He's there. But, um, I think the series belongs to Boston. And they're close out in six games. Um... And I think Jason Tatum will be the finals MVP. Starting the legacy, starting the, the next Kobe uh, storyline that we all thought Devin Booker would get, but you know what happened to Devin Booker. So, uh, yeah, I think. <coughs> and Steph will still be searching for that finals MVP. Wow. Kenny, you got it, bro. <clears throat> I'm just going to be there. Wow. I'm going to – I'm a I'm a stuff fan. I like stuff, but honestly, in this series, I don't see the Warriors pulling this one out. I think it's something from seven. I think their defense is just too good. Uh, the Warriors thrive off of they thrive off of making people switch, missing assignments, you know, constant movement. And the Boston defense is made for switching. They got Horford who can play, who can guard, you know, their guards. Not not well, obviously, but you know they, they can keep up. Uh, Rob Williams, he's not he's not a he's not a slouch. Uh, but both Horford and Williams are both better than Kevon Looney. And I think that's going to take him over the top. Along with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who can score, uh, Tatum can put up 50 any given night, honestly, which is something Steph can do. Brown, same way. Those two guys can match Steph. Because Clay, like Richard said, Clay has his game for, you know, putting up 19-15 and have a steady point game. But, you know, they're, they're more consistent. Just like he's shooting like Five of sixteen from the floor, bro. Like, yeah, it's just inconsistent. And then pool, pool also not been very consistent. Consistent since that first series as well. So, um, he he's still a little young, but though it'll be a good series. I feel I say it goes to seven, and Tatum wins that final MVP this year. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to disagree with y'all. Um, I know conventional wisdom with uh, Boston having the size advantage, having the quote-unquote defensive advantage. Um, people are – you guys are leaning Boston, but um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with Golden State in seven. Um, I think Steph is on a mission. And, um, yes, the Boston Celtics have a really good defense. They've been able to switch, and their switchability is what's made them – um, very successful in the playoffs, but I don't think you can switch as much against this Warriors team. This offense is very different from the offenses they've played um, so far in the playoffs. First round, it was a KD Kyrie centric ISO offense, very easy to figure out. And um, the second 
round, it was Giannis and Drew Holiday. You didn't really have much. It was also an ISO-based offense, very easy to figure out. They could switch. They could double off people. Um, I don't think you can do that against the Warriors. And then, obviously, the Heat, I mean, it was just Jimmy Butler. And um, none of their shooters really could get off um, on a consistent basis. Um, They shot very poorly. I feel like they did have some good looks. And there was a stretch like Struess in one of the games. He missed three straight just bricks wide open. Um, I believe with the Warriors, you have guys who are more reliable, more consistent. And um, uh, Clay, he has had his struggles throughout the playoffs. But in the finals, he shoots 41% from three. Um, I think he is going to step up and be more consistent. I think we saw in that closeout game that he has the ability to go off like he did before. And he's he's in the biggest games of the Warriors playoff run so far. Um, he has really showed up. And I think he's going to show up on a more consistent basis. Um, I think they're going to have a really good plan throw a lot of bodies at um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. We've seen when you, um, when you, pro- pro- when you provide ball pressure to these Celtics players, um, they tend to struggle, tend to commit a lot of turnovers. And the Warriors have shown this playoff that they, ha- they have been converting very, very well off turnovers. And with, I think Peyton coming back, I think with Iguodala coming back and with Porter coming back, I think that's huge for their defense. Guys who um, have a lot of length and are able to force turnovers, and that has been the Celtics' downfall all playoffs. Um, and I feel like there just hasn't been a, a creative enough offense to um, beat them off their turnovers on a consistent basis. I think the Warriors will be able to do that. I know Marcus Smart has had a lot of success against Steph, um, but I think Steve Kerr and um, the coaching staff is going to find ways to get open for him to get open and get better looks for um, guys on the team. I know Robert Williams and Horford have the size advantage, but I think they're going to be able to play Robert Williams off the court um, because we saw in this uh, Miami series that he's clearly not 100%, so I don't think he's going to be able to run off and switch on screens and stuff. Uh, I don't think he's going to have the stamina to do that. So I think his minutes cap is going to probably be around 20 to 25 minutes, maybe even less than that, because he looked awful in game seven. Um, He does not look healthy at all. And they said that his injury is something that is going to take a decent amount of rest and uh, rehab um, in the offseason. So um, I don't think he's going to be as much of a factor as people think he is. Um, And um, I think he – he did aggravate the injury in game six for sure. So um, when it comes down to it, it's going to be a small ball game. And I trust the Warriors small ball over any other team in NBA history. And I think they're going to take advantage of the matchups they can, especially when like, I don't think Peyton Pritchard is going to be able to play in this series. I think their rotation is going to be shrunk a lot. And um, with the Warriors, you have many guys you can throw out like, I couldn't believe that we had two rookies playing in the conference finals. They were playing big minutes, Moses Moody and Kaminga. Mm-hmm. And then you have all those reinforcements coming in. So I feel like you can throw a lot. Steve Kerr is going to have so many options because these guys are all ready at this point. With the, with the Celtics, if one of these guys or a few of these guys is not ready for the moment, there's not much you can go to because it's been like the rotation has been shortened since the regular season. The guys on the bench have not played much at all, like the Neesmiths and um, further down the line. So, like, once – I feel like 
the Warriors just have more answers, and I feel like um, the the first first game or so is going to be a trial period for the Warriors. They're going to be rusty because they've had a lot more rest. Um, but but once they really figure it out, once they really figure out their rotation, are able to um, throw in guys like Iguodala and Porter and uh, obviously Gary Payton, who is a great defender. Uh, I think they'll be able to figure out the Celtics team, and they're going to take it in seven. And I got Steph winning his first Finals MVP. Do you Honestly, guys I... is the uh, is the is Boston have the home home court advantage or the Warriors? Warriors and the Warriors are undefeated at home. I, I know Boston's a really good road team, but uh, Warriors are undefeated at home in this playoffs. Man, I can't wait for this finals. Um, I mean, I feel like this finals. I haven't been so good in my seat, because I've I've been missing stuff in the finals, man, for the past two the two seasons, bro. Uh, it's gonna be fun to watch. But I, I got to ask you guys, what would a ring and a finals MVP do for Steph's legacy? Would this put him above Magic Johnson? Would this put him top 10 all time, top top eight all time? Um, what do you guys think? I already have him on top 10, but if he wins a ring and a finals MVP, he's still below Magic, but he'll be top eight. Mm. I think he's below Magic, too, even if he wins, because Magic's got the five chips. Magic's got... Um, the the assists per game, like just the overall game at point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would be very close. It would like there would be a lot more people saying, Oh yeah, Steph is the greatest point guard of all time. I have him like right outside my top ten at eleven. But if he can win this, that's him changing the game basically, changing how the game is played with four chips, a finals MVP, um, Two MVPs, one unanimous. I think that would put him in the top ten for me. Uh, right now, I have him at eleven, right right above KD. Okay, so you have Steph at ten. Are you is KD in the top ten as well for you? KD nine. Oh my god! Wow, wow. Uh, blasphemous! <clears throat> Absolutely blasphemous! Steph can my win man, a here. That man's a unicorn, bro. If Steph it's... can win, put him at four outs, four, and get the Finals MVP. Because I'm telling you, the Finals MVP is the key piece. To his legacy, bro. He needs that one Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that man top ten for sure. I think yeah. that Johnson debate. It's gonna be heating up. I don't think he'll be better than Magic. Maybe one more ring, one more Finals MVP. Um, we. I mean, a lot of people forget Magic won Finals MVP as a rookie. Yeah, and he jumped center in the last game. <laughs> he That's played right. center. <clears throat> he put up 42, 15, and seven. Yeah, I do is different. Um. I'm not taking anything away from Magic, but I think the, the debate for point guards in the NBA, it's literally going to be Magic, Steph, and then the rest. Because I don't see another point guard anytime soon catching up to these two dudes. Um, I think Steph will go down as the greatest point guard in the 21st century. Bro. I'm talking about from here on all the way until 2100, bro. Mm-hmm. And he's doing this right now, this finals run with no all, all, no all NBA teammates. Steph is going to go down with the most three-pointers by a mile. He's going to go down with a unanimous, unanimous MVP. Um, going back-to-back MVPs, four rings, I, I think that's good enough for him to be top ten at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by, by the time he retires, though, Steph will probably be seven all the time. I think he's going to pass up people like, Larry Bird, especially the new generation of people who only have been watching Steph Curry for the, for their lives. I mean, I think all the kids are going to have him, like, top three, top four. So, Steph Curry is – I think this is going to cement his legacy. 
Um, after he wins this ring in the finals MVP, there's literally nothing for else, nothing else for him to do in this league. Um, yeah, the finals MVP is literally the only thing that's eluding him because he's won prior to KD. If he can win after, I mean, yo, people have said the Warriors were dead. That's what I'm saying. He literally, the whole front office, Joe Lacob, they literally rebuilt the entire team within two seasons, and now they're back in the finals. That's Mm -hmm. insane. Um, And they're doing it with, I mean, they didn't make any blockbuster trades. They got Andrew Wiggins. That's about it. Everything Mm -hmm. else they drafted and developed, and I think the Warriors, um, this Warriors stay around for, I don't even know how long, like 20 more years. These Warriors are going to be up there every single year. We're going to have Celtics and Lakers eventually if they keep getting to like deep playoff runs every year or maybe the San Antonio Spurs that's mm-hmm. that's a comparison for them yeah yeah for sure like they're built for the future as well they have the guys for the for the now in Dre Clay and Steph and I guess to some extent Iguodala but they got a bright future I mean they got Poole Kaminga Moody like they I was so surprised bro like Steve Kerr just threw them in like it was nothing, and I felt like they played so well. And then, obviously, Wiseman, that's the big question mark. Um, but we'll see what happens with I that. Um, Steve Kerr, when he won his first ring, and he won one of the ones with KD, I was like, yo, this dude, I mean, he's low-key overrated. He's a good coach, but he has the best team. I think I'm I'm now on that board where, yeah, Steve Kerr, he might be a top-10 coach all the time, bro. If he can win a ring this year, I mean, the way he connects with his players is second to none. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen a coach be so – I don't know how – just Relatable? Relatable with the team. Um, this, he keeps up with all the modern events. He's not like those old-school coaches, only basketball. He knows there's things bigger in life than, than basketball. And um, I think that that is just um, such a good thing to have, especially nowadays with all the social media stuff. Steve Kerr understands all that, and I think – if this would this ring would definitely put him up with all the great coaches out there, and uh, yeah, he went for it. That'd be that'd be very tough. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. as just in basketball in general, bro, because this man had five rings as a player too. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, he was with, he was with uh, Chicago and San Antonio when he won, but still, he, he, was, he was a contributor. He was a contributor. Yeah, he did, he, yeah, like people I knew people knew of him before he was a coach. Like, he wasn't an unknown player. Like he was on the bench. One of the best three points of all times, and five rings a player, three rings a coach right now. So and he like, built the seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns. Yeah, so that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. He has a full NBA career on his hands. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the Warriors have a lot of legacy still, but the the Celtics too. If Tatum wins the ring this year. For Boston for their their second ring in what is it forty years I don't even know how many years yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Tatum will be they're gonna uh like the key to the city after this if he ring these no cap. Tell you they're thirsty bro they're hungry for this ring after what Kobe did to them in twenty ten um they've been starving bro they've been starving to get back uh, mm-hmm. after after all the years of LeBron in the East I hope Celtic fans realize though like. Hey man, you saw what Giannis Giannis couldn't get back back. Celtics fans are already talking about a dynasty, bros. Yeah. Tatum could really win a ring at 19, bro. That's wild. <laughs> hey, if he gets a cut, he averaging 50, bro. Oh, 
Oh my god, remember when he had those curls that one year and he was playing yeah. terribly and then he got it cut and he started cooking again. Yeah, I mean the cut matters, bro. Money right him. now. Hey, the only reason I don't mind public winning. Other than that, bro, I do not want I don't know why I have some hatred to, towards Al Horford, bro. It must have go stem back to the years of um John Washington, Washington bro. I'm telling you, that's why. Same for me. Always somehow we always be winning. <laughs> He always be pulling off the fluke shots. In game six, he almost uh, beat the the Wizards in six, but John Wall had to uh, John Wall had to spin him up real quick. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And then what, in Atlanta too, and the year John Wall broke his wrist, he was on that team too. He, he must be the nicest guy ever, but I just can't stand this dude. I hope he doesn't win a ring. But yeah, Grant Williams, bro, Grant Williams. I do not. I I don't know why. I just can't stand him. There's a lot of dudes on the Celtics I don't like. I actually don't have a problem with Marcus Smart. I actually think Marcus Smart is respectable. He's like the the Draymond Green of the Celtics, man. The flop king, man. The flop king. But listen, man, if it works, it works. Um, I just don't want Al Horford or Grant Williams winning a ring, man. Yeah, I don't mind Robert. I like Robert Williams. I like Jalen Brown. I like Tatum. I just don't like that team. I despise that team. I don't want them to win their 18th ring to put them past the Lakers. That can't happen. I'll be very, very, very sad. That's the Lakers, bro. It's already, what, 17, 16? Shut up, bro. We are 17. You already got 16? What are you talking about? We got 17. We won in 2020. That 2020. don't count. I don't know if that counted, bro. Did that nah, happen, counts, bro? Man. 30 years from now, no one's going to be saying, oh, yeah, the Lakers won in 2020 in the bubble. Like, no one's going to say that, bro. It's just going to be our 17th, and hopefully we'll have 20 by then. Mm, I feel like people will still say that, bro. I'm going to still say it. Yeah. You will. Maybe if I, like the, the overall basketball community, I don't think they're going to be saying anything about it. Unless there's still some LeBron debate 30 years from now, which I hope will be done with. Why? Because you think LeBron's going to be the GOAT? Huh? No. I just hope, I just really hope there aren't, aren't any Bron sexuals out there still trying to push his agenda 30 years from now. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, well, well, with all that being said, uh, that's going to wrap up our show for this week. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you all enjoy the finals, man, because I'm going to enjoy it. Um, next yes, episode, sir, two different time zones, I will be in Texas. So City Boy Rock is going global, man. Yes, sir. But yeah, Thank you guys are. for listening. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all.